Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Squirrel Friends, the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. I'm Alec Mappa, and my only job here is to bring to the airwaves <laughs> the beautiful, the talented, America's sister, the queen of showbiz, Lottie Love. Yeah! How are you, Alec? You know, every week for me, I feel like I'm making a deposit into our friendship because I know <laughs> this is this is my future trip. I know you're going to be a billionaire. I just know it. I know oh, it. You'll be a billionaire before I am. I but... brag about you all the time. Because oh my goodness. we were driving up. I'm in Joshua Tree right now. You've got to be out here. It's so beautiful. It's beautiful up there. It is beautiful. I was reading a book about it yesterday, and they said when you're surrounded by nature, when you see something beautiful, you have to stop and look. It stops you in your tracks. Right. Like a beautiful person or a beautiful vista. And when you're surrounded by nature and it's all beautiful, all of a sudden your whole day becomes longer because you're more present. Wow. Because you're looking at everything. You were enjoying that. I'm enjoying it. So back to you. So I was bragging. <laughs> it's a two-hour drive from L.A. I was bragging about you to Jamie. I said, the thing about Lonnie is we were sitting in a booth at the Emmy party, and she had some <laughs> a couple drinks, but she still had the presence of mind to kind of whisper to me, that's so-and-so from <laughs> Paramount. That's... That's the president of... The, like, you knew all of the heavy hitters. Yeah. I mean, we just like to have fun, and we like to be nosy, and I like to know who's who. And I like, if you are my friend, I'm going to hook you up. So that's yeah. what I do, Alec. I, I know, you but up. meanwhile, I was like, duh, who's this? And, and you were like, literally like, take a picture with him. We have to take a picture with him because that's our boss. They're paying us. So I'm I like, know. yes. Hello, no, we you're, love you're so you. good at that. You're so good at the biz. I, I have to get better at that. Well, talking about the biz, it was mm. funny because a couple of nights ago, I was mm. on late on Twitter and Twitter has this whole thing called spaces where you can listen to people talk. Okay, you have to explain that to me. I, I have, I'm off of Twitter now because I'm, he's a dreadful person and I, <laughs> yeah. So what is spaces? Spaces is actually like the application clubhouse where you know you could just listen to people talk people get in groups and they can you know you can listen to them talk well a particular chat group was called late night kiki with mm. mistress isabel brooks oh no and lux noir was on and selena s titties was on so it's and an actual audio thing that you can listen to yeah it's just okay. an audio application okay and if you're a member of twitter you know it popped up because 
because I follow them. Mm. And so they were basically talking to a lot of the fans and they were letting mm. a few of them speak and they were answering questions. And I thought it was really, really oh, cool. Oh, so you could be invited to join in in the conversation. Yes. Okay. Or you could just listen. I just Eavesdrop. wanted to listen. Yeah. Yeah. And That's that was, what I and so do. Mistress gave us a shout out. Oh, she did. Yes, she sure did. She gave us a shout out and thanked us for the Squirrel Friends podcast. And it was just nice to see that they were having a good time. Yeah, and they were all kind of like reading each other. It was like a really good listen. I listened for right. about a good twenty minutes, and they were answering fans' questions. Did you feel like they were different before, like than they were on the show, or pretty much the same? No, they're pretty. They're the same. Oh wow. They are who they are listening to them talk to each other and speak Mm -hmm. and stuff and it was funny because it was late i don't know where they are Mm. but it was like 12 30 my time yeah and lux was like in the bed talking about the sandwich that she was about to eat (laughs) and then (laughs) selena s titties was reading mistress and mistress was reading everybody and it was just but it was really like a fun time and i think that that just shows you the camaraderie that yeah. the queens have for each other. I and, love that. Um, it was just nice. So a big shout out to Mistress Isabel Brooks. And this is season 15, episode 10. 10. Oh, 10 already Ten. of RuPaul's Drag Race. What we're looking for today, tell us what we're going to talk about, Alex. All right, this is a spoiler warning, okay? If you haven't watched the show yet, we're going to talk about stuff that appeared on episode 10. We're going to go deep with these hard-hitting 50-50 interviews. <laughs> they had to do, they had to have like their own kind of Barbara Walters special. It's good. Uh, that was a challenge. Really, really good. And then the runway was all about Beyonce. Beyonce! Yes! Oh. There was a con Controversy in the workroom. Did Sasha Colby inspire Sasha Fierce? It's an interesting story. It's plausible. The runway is a night of a thousand Beyonce's, as I said, and the lip sync is to a Beyonce song. So it's Beyonce, Beyonce, Beyonce. Well, we have a lot to cover. We have a lot to cover. But, Squirrel Friends, it is time for 15 seconds to say. This is where Alec and I have 15 seconds to race and say all of our most important thoughts and takes on a topic given to us by our lovely producers it's season 15 and that means 15 seconds so here we go the maxi challenge was all about interviews so we have to reveal the one person living or dead famous or not we would love to interview what questions will we ask and why you only got 15 seconds alec okay ready set set Okay, everybody's going to say like Buddha or Jesus or Oprah. I want to interview um, Joan Rivers. I want to get in her head and, 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 and listen about her life and all of her experiences. She's always been a hero of mine, so Joan Rivers is my answer. You're perfect. I did. 15 I did. seconds. Look yeah. at you. You are getting, you know, each week you get better and better. Well, it's the panic. I run well <laughs> on fear. Now you know my secret. All right, Lonnie. Lonnie's going to come up with a really profound answer that's going to make mine look like the dog's dinner. But here we go. Ready, set, say. If I could interview anybody, it would be Albert Einstein. I think he was a genius. I would like to ask questions about um, his theory on relativity um, and understand where he got it from and also understand his sexual positions that he liked. (laughs) You got it exactly. Albert Einstein... (laughs) 
I wanted to hear about Las Vegas in the 60s, and you want to hear about the theory of relativity and our place in the universe. That is the difference between me and Lonnie Love. Lonnie Love is looking at the big picture. I want to talk about Joan Rivers' jewelry line. I love Joan Rivers. Actually, I interviewed her, and she was just a sponge of knowledge, especially when it comes to comedy and with women who have had to deal with, you know, being in an industry that wasn't women-friendly. Yeah. And she's just one of our icons, so I just love her. On the very first cruise I ever did stand-up on in 2007, Mm -hmm. she was the headliner. Oh, wow. And she came out on stage, killed and what I noticed, I mean, I just killed. I mean, just right. really just slayed the audience. She had her comedy set on the stage in huge cue cards plastered to the stage. Wow. So she could just walk around and just like look on the floor, but she barely looked at the floor, but it was there as a reference. But she, she knew, yeah. It. Yeah. She would keep her jokes in a file. So that yeah. she, which is what I need to do because now I'm like, I have to go back out on the road. I'm actually doing a cruise of Europe this summer and I got to really? get myself together. So that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, for I'm three weeks. I'm doing one in March that's going to Colombia and oh. Pan- uh, I've never been before to South America. Oh, this is But gonna... you know, I don't, I'm, I don't put my set on the stage. What I do is, I, what I prefer is a clock on the stage yes. that tells me. And then as soon as it has 45, I could be in the middle of a joke and I'm like, good night. <laughs> I know, I know. Don't you love that clock? Well, well, squirrel friends, if you want us to say something about anything for 15 seconds, DM us or message us your ideas at Alec Mappa on Instagram or at Comic Lonnie Love on Instagram and at Lonnie Love on Twitter. Let's get into this episode. Okay, of- I'm just, I'm just thinking about you know when you first start off on stand up and that red light oh tells that it's, it's called the fuck off light. That whenever I saw that, I'd be like, bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Okay, we we had to say goodbye to Spice last week. That was the last episode. Yeah. Uh, Now, in this episode, Lucy is really getting frustrated with Mistress laughing at her, talking about the win, her win counts. All right. What do you think about this? Here's what I feel about Lucy. Lucy (laughs) wants this so badly. She wants this so badly, and she wants to be acknowledged by the other queens. Oh. She wants you to know that I'm a contender. I'm a contender. I'm a contender. And meanwhile, somebody like Anitra, uh-huh. I feel like Anitra is a silent killer. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. not going around asking, what did you think of this? What should I wear this? Hey, I won this. And Sasha Colby's not doing that either. At all. At all. You know. She is not. She, so they're both coming from a place of, I feel like Sasha Colby is coming from a place of, I've been in this business forever. Mm-hmm. Win or lose, you're going to get to see what I do. Right. And so as a result, she's slaying. Anitra is just Concentrating on herself, mm-hmm. and she's slaying the runway, slaying the challenges. Was she in the bottom? She was in the bottom once. No, no, she slayed the lip sync, Lala Perusa. Yes, even yeah. though she didn't win a couple times. Right. But Lucy is wanting to be acknowledged, wanting everybody to know that she's as good as they are. You know, it's funny because Marsha says that she wasn't happy with her placements. This is still during the the conversation. And then Lucy starts wondering why Mistress isn't picking on Marsha. So it's like Mistress knows who to pick on. Right. (laughs) It's like because she knows, you know, okay, I know I can fuck with Lucy and it's just going to get to her and it's going to get to her head. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's because Lucy's almost like setting up 
mistress mm-hmm. because it's kind of she has she always like they say on the show this is an expression i picked up from the show she feels some kind of way <laughs> that's right that's right she feels some kind of she in do her you feelings. use that expression <laughs> yes i do it all oh you're in your feelings are you feeling some type of way that's, you're feeling some yes. type of way yes so every time lucy doesn't win or anytime she's unhappy first of all if i'm safe i'm safe Right. You won't you won't hear shit from me. I'm saying <laughs> Let them know. Let them know. You won't hear me say, I should have got this, I should have got that. So she's coming from a place and I know what it's like to feel that way. Oh. I you know, I'm a competitive person and I feel like earlier in my career when I was starting to do sitcoms and everything and somebody else would get something or somebody else would get with something, I would feel like covetous. Oh, is that, you know, like, why am I not getting that? I'm Mm -hmm. just as good. Mm -hmm. I work just as hard. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, like, when you're feeling like that way, the thing to do is the opposite. You got to keep that to yourself and just work on strengthening your game. And, you know, I study mindfulness, Alec, or I try Mm -hmm. to practice it. And it says that's that's envy. And so they say the way to handle envy is acknowledge it. But mm-hmm. also be grateful for where you are and what you have. Yeah. And so yeah. you see that. And then the the main thing I think Lucy isn't doing is that she stopped having fun. She's in her head too much. Yeah. And she's not, first of all, yes, this is a competition, but you've got all these queens, you know, that you could kiki with, that yeah. you could just and you know, throw away what mistress is saying. Don't right. pay her don't pay her no attention. Yeah, you know what because I mean? that's just mistress being mistress. And the thing is, at the base of it, she's talented. Yeah. And she's beautiful. Yes. And she's funny. And she has the skills and the ambition. She needs to take her foot off the gas a little bit and just kind of bring it back to her, like you said. Yeah. Let's all, let's all take a breath. Let's Lucy. take a breath. Take a breath, Lucy, and know that you're super talented. Well, and you're going to be fine. Like you said, gratitude. Gratitude. You're on a, you're on a global p- platform. Everybody in the world is going to see your stuff. You're going to have bookings after this. You're going to go to DragCon. Everybody's going to love you. Like just. Relax and it's be It's easy, grateful. but it's easy to let someone else get into your head. And luckily, yeah. RuPaul comes in and breaks up that mess. So we got our old Ru back. Oh, yes. <laughs> back is uh, Mr. Rogers' Ru is gone. Now, Palm Springs, Joshua Tree, relax. I mean, she's done everything but come out in a bathrobe at this point, which is probably what I would do. I would come out in a bathrobe and a towel turban and... <laughs> and, a, and a mint mask from the CBS. <sighs> this Rue is back in a suit. He is in a houndstooth suit with a black shirt button all the way at the top with kind of a bolo tie, <laughs> black pants, and these beautiful silver boots. Oh, Gorgeous. my goodness. We're going to yeah. take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the maxi challenge right after That's this. That's right. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. 
like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. And we're back. Okay. So now, <laughs> Rue tells the queens t- to be crowned America's next drag superstar. You have got to put the tank in the infotainment. These words. <laughs> I love it. These puns. I just love it. I love infotainment. It. You know what? I love this challenge because this is what we do. I love interviewing people. So talk about the Maxi Challenge. Yeah, so the for the Maxi Challenge, they will need to conduct one-on-one interviews for TV's sketchiest news magazine, 5050. <laughs> this is their chance to get up close and personal with some of today's most gag-worthy and uniquely talented celebrities. Mm. As the editor in Queef... <laughs> These t- puns, man. Rue will be handing out the assignments. Marsha, 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 and Sasha Colby will be going deep with Charo. Coochie, coochie. Love I Charo. love Charo. We just worked with her. We sure did. Anitra, Lucy Laduca, and Malaysia Baby Doll Fox will be probing Frankie Grande. Love Frankie. Lux Noir London, Mistress Isabel Brooks, and Selena Estites will need to get inside Love Connie. Now, you did this forever. Yes. You did this for nine years. What is the secret to a good interview for you? Oh, my goodness. You know what? It's something that the judges said, and it's uh, RuPaul said it. It's listening. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, is that you think that you know somebody and you can prepare all that you want, but mm-hmm. you have to listen to a person. We know Charo. Charo mm-hmm. is straight up... You know, she's got this heavy accent. Yeah. She's a ball of energy. Yeah. She's going to go everywhere. You got to let Charo be Charo. Yeah. You can't You can't yeah. fight that. She's like a mm-hmm. storm. You know, right? you got to let that storm just go through. Right. <laughs> it's like, right. so that's one of the keys is listen to what she, but also what I try to do is I try to, you know, whatever the focus is supposed to be, I try to at least have one question for that point. Yes. And yes. I try like to get Like you can't in. just be so rigid about your exactly. agenda that you start off going, Going, where were you in 1967? Exactly. It's like, it's a conversation. You got to feel the energy. Now, Frankie Grande, I have worked with him. We did the hair and makeup awards. Oh. Like three or four times. Yeah. He he actually interviews people. He's very high energy. Mm -hmm. Delightful. Yeah. Just, you know, this great guy. We were both super villains together on Henry Danger. On Nickelodeon. Yeah. We were on an episode where it was like the finale episode and all the supervillains are released all at once. So it bleeds into the next series, which is little kids doing the Henry Danger job. So Frankie Grande played a villain where all of a sudden he turns everything into a musical. And <laughs> like, like if he walked in right now as that villain, you and I would be singing this whole show and we would not be able to stop singing. <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly, you have Love Connie, who is just this fireball. This yeah. is my first time hearing about Love Connie. Love Connie is a drag queen performance artist here in Los Angeles. And what she does is so funny. She does live shows where she's a big guy, mm-hmm. but it's like she thinks on the inside that she's Morgan Fairchild and it's 1977. <laughs> She's a truck driver who thinks that she's Farrah Fawcett. So she'll do these dance numbers and these seductive numbers in like a 70s halter disco dress, but with her hair showing and her armpit. It is so 
funny because she's embodying this like beautiful, lithe, you know, gorgeous supermodel. But the juxtaposition of it, it, she's hilarious. And again, she has a big personality. So what we have are these three big personalities, right? So my thing is like (laughs) in interviewing these personalities, you let them be them, but you also have to establish a rapport so we can have a conversation. Mm -hmm. Well, we call it authority. Oh, I never heard it put that way. Okay, I'll give you an example. Barbara Walters. Barbara Walters. But for myself, I was on the red carpet with Jennifer Coolidge. And Mm. Jennifer Coolidge is like, it's easy for me to fan out. I fan out for people all the time. All the time. But at a certain point. Jenna Ortega. Oh, my God. All the time. But the thing that I know in my head is like, okay, this is a red carpet interview. I only have like two minutes or maybe three at the most. And that's being generous. So I don't have time to do like a lot of kikiing. And so what Jennifer did, Jennifer was like, where's the camera? You know what I mean? She was being funny. Uh You know what I mean? And so I had to acknowledge that. And then I had to try to get her back on track. So that's what we mean by you have to establish some type of authority, no matter how crazy or how off the rails. But you can't show it. You can't show if you're getting frustrated or something like that. And so that's what we're going to go over when when these queens did it. Squirrel friends, are you listening to this? This is why she's the queen of show business. (laughs) Because, no, because that's true. When you said you can't show it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like I've had so many podcasts when I had my mental health podcast where somebody, we would feel them going off the rails mm-hmm. and we would have to redirect them, kind of mm-hmm. corral them, gently corral them back to the subject at hand. Well, you know, it's just like I just finished interviewing Daniel Caesar, who was a phenomenal young singer. And he was like, he was giving me one word answers at first. Mm. I was like, so, you know, you you made it through Spotify. How great was that? Oh, it's it's wonderful. It's great. And I was like, okay. And so then what I did was I started opening myself up and going, you know, I da-da-da-da-da-da. And when I perform, I love seeing people. And he just opened up. He's like, yes, I love seeing people. And da-da-da-da-da-da. So there are Because you gave him permission. Mm Mm-hmm. You Definitely. gave him permission to be vulnerable and to open up. The thing that also works, <laughs> it's not manipulative, but telling a personal story. Yes. But like you said, like telling, I mean, it doesn't have to be like, you know, my most painful childhood memory, but right. like telling a personal story about how it relates to this. And, exactly. you know, that's what you do with somebody who's reticent. So the show segments are in three parts. Yes. Because we're all in teams of three, except for one that had two. Yeah. And the three parts are the walk and talk interview, which you're outside, which mm-hmm. is like Barbara Walters used to do that, like Patrick Swayze on his ranch. Or, right. You know. And the second part is the activity interview where you're doing something like cooking mm-hmm. or cleaning house. I don't know. And then the last one is the sit down interview, which is the most formal kind. Who would I would interview Charo. That's who I would interview. Oh, Charo. Charo's crazy. Mm-hmm. I would interview Frankie Grande because mm-hmm. I would want to ask. This is funny because no one ever wants to ask about his sister and him growing up. And I would love to know that type of relationship. And it's like, he loves to talk about her. Right. So it's like, but everybody's like, you know, afraid to ask. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I I interviewed Chaz Bono Mm -hmm. for a SAG panel on diversity and at the Emmy area. (laughs) What's that called? That building in Studio City. Anyway, and I was so conscious of not going, what's it like to grow up with Cher? What about Cher? What about Sonia Cher? So I really wanted to talk about him and him growing up 
And right. what was it like growing up during that time? And how, you know, I really concentrated on him. And then because I concentrated on him so much, he started to open up about his parents. Right. And that's you what know? happens. Right. That's, it, it, yeah. Depending on how much time you have. Like yeah. these queens didn't have that much time. Mm. But if I had to do something with Frankie, I would have done a sit down because in that way, he's more of a calmer person. And I could have, you know, oh. got him to, you know, and open up a little bit more, even just if it's just one question. You know, I did that with Tracy Ellis Ross. I interviewed yeah. her and anybody that knows me knows I love Diana Ross. I yeah. love her. I yeah. grew up on her. Mm-hmm. And that's her door. You and waved to her at the Brewster Project oh my as gosh. her limo passed by. It was like, so I had to interview Tracy for her project, but I had to, I was determined to put in that, you know, just for her to know, it wasn't really a question. I was just ba- making a statement. I was like, what yeah. your mother has done raising you and mm-hmm. your other brothers and sister is mm-hmm. phenomenal being a person from the Brewster Projects and she's yeah. like the boss. And she just, you know, she just went on about it and it just took off from there. Yeah. You know, I think when you go into these interviews, you need to have a purpose. You need to have some type of strategy, mm-hmm. and, but you also need to listen. So now let's get into these interviews. You All had right. Love Connie, who mm-hmm. the activity person was Mistress Isabel Brooks. Mm. Um, with Love Connie. Love Connie was all over the place and I think Mistress got lost in that. She didn't know what to do. I could see her get into her head. Yeah. Which surprised me because I've seen Mistress live. Mm Mm-hmm. Mistress live is amazing. I saw her, I'm not kidding, in Houston do half an hour of crowd work. Mm. She asked this guy what his name was and his name was Josue. Mm -hmm. And she went off on that. For half an hour, I just constantly said it was so, and it got funnier and funnier. So it kind of surprised me. Well, I could you know see what it was? What? It was that Mistress is used to being in charge, mm. and Love Connie actually took over and became in charge. Authority. Yeah. And authority. This again. She was that's missing authority. authority. You know what? When you said authority, I heard it put in another dynamic before status. Mm hmm. Mm. Status that if you hold that status, which yeah, is like this thing. is the yeah. interview. Yeah. The walk and talk with Love Connie was done by Lux. Great, 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 awesome. Because awesome. Lux just decided Connie went wild with the golf cart, mm-hmm. and Lux just went with it. Mm-hmm. And instead of resisting it, instead of getting in her head, going, "Oh, but I have to do this, I have to do that, I have to," she just went with it, had fun, looked like she was having fun, looked like she was having fun. Yeah, the sit down portion was done by Selena's as titties, not listening. <clears throat> yep, cutting her off. Yeah, I have to watch myself when I do that, too, you know, and that's why I said listening comes into play because I'm listening for a period. Yeah. Mindfulness. You got to be here now. Yeah, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. I'm listening for a period so I can jump in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but also, I have to say with Selena's, you could see on her face, you could see on her face that she was trying Right, and, it's like, and that she wasn't fun. present. She was elsewhere. Yeah. She was thinking about her notes. She was thinking about like all these things that I have to do. And as a result, she wasn't present. She wasn't listening. And that's what makes a conversation alive. Right, right, exactly. It's the back and forth, the give and take, the kind of like, I hear you. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like Oprah said, what every human being wants most of all is to be heard and seen. Yep. When people feel that they're being heard, mm-hmm. they will talk all day long. Yep. They would give you things that you hadn't even thought about. Yep. So it's like, you know, and you got to remember, an too. It's an it's art. A, it's not easy. And I'm glad that this challenge showed that. OK, yeah. up next was Charo. The activity interview was done by Sasha. 
Sasha, and Sasha got it right because Sasha was like, I, I saw Sasha win the challenge when she took her cue cards and threw them up into the air. Yeah. yeah. And said, forget it. And also, Charo, if you live in Hawaii, uh-huh. Charo is a huge part of living in Hawaii because she has a place there. Oh. She performs there a lot. It's like when celebrities move to Hawaii, the Hawaiians adopt them. Obama, Carol Burnett (laughs) has a place in Hawaii. Oprah has a place in Maui. Elvis went to Hawaii all the time. People love Elvis in Hawaii, you know, so and people love Charo because she gives to the local community. She's part of the community. She, She celebrates Hawaii. She talks about Hawaii a lot. So they already had an immediate rapport as kind of both being Hawaiians. Right. And the thing is, is that if you can't understand what the person is saying, go mm-hmm. with it. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Go with it. Let her, let her kind of lead. And, and then that's what you saw Sasha do. Yeah. Sasha was like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and fight this. I'm going to yeah. throw away these cards. We're going to do this and we're going right. to get through it. And then it was, it was well done. And so. Charo is a, one of the world's best classical flamenco guitarists. Yes. And she loves music. And I've seen her act and I've worked with her. She does her coochie coochie act for the first half hour. Mm-hmm. She does jokes and stuff. And then she goes into the serious musicianship. So you're like, holy shit, this person's the real thing, mm-hmm. you know? And so my way in with her is just always talking about music because she yep. takes that very seriously yep. and she loves it. So Marsha, Marsha, Marsha did that. And what'd you think? She kind of had an idea of Charo. I don't think she knew what was going on. <laughs> I don't think she understood her. Mm. You know, that's what it looked like to me. She didn't and, understand the accent, so she kind of was like, see, all of my relatives talk that way, so I understood her. Right. I think it, even Anitra said that. You <laughs> yeah. know, that I can under, it's close enough to a Filipino accent that I could kind of suss out. Right. But Marsha was kind of like, so what happens when you can't understand somebody? Just well, kinda- no, what it is is that, see, that's why you have to study who you're going to interview. Mm. And then you develop. So I would have did the walk and talk instead of trying to sit down with Charles. Oh. Charles is not a sit down interview. No, you know, unless like what you said, talk about the music, and then that would have gotten her a little more yeah. probably centered. grounded. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so you're, you're brilliant because like the walk and talk, you can't contain her. Right. You have to get her moving. Right. You know. And that's what I would have chosen that instead of the sit down. But right. You know, you right. got to know who you're interviewing. It really takes a lot. It's not just sitting down and you got your questions. Mm-hmm. And no, you need to research the person. You need to understand yeah. what it is about them. What makes them click? What makes them? What's going to fascinate them? What's some little fact mm-hmm. that you you know about them that maybe you could ask that maybe other people don't ask? You know. I've seen so. Oprah give one bad interview, and she talks about it. On on her show she talked to her one bad interview with elizabeth taylor mm. she was meeting her for the first time and elizabeth taylor just wasn't feeling it mm-hmm. for whatever reason that day i mean she had her on the show subsequently where they got along and everything but you could tell that oprah was nervous mm-hmm. and elizabeth was giving one word answers <laughs> and it know. threw oprah it threw her yeah it will throw you i mean mm-hmm. and you have to realize too sometimes like this was a challenge but there are a lot of times people don't want to be interviewed mm-hmm. they're only doing it because they have to or their publicist said they had the to so, yeah. like, so you're dealing with all that you're dealing with all of that you know i mean i've interviewed so many people that have come on the reel that didn't want to be on but mm-hmm. by the time we were done we had a good time i mean you can always tell I'm not mentioning any names, but I was guest starring on a sitcom and one of the stars was like, ugh, ugh. And I was like, what's wrong with you? And she goes, ugh, I have to to be on Ellen this afternoon. Fucking Ellen. And I was like, 
Really? You're complaining about that? You're going to get a free robe, free underwear. You're going to kiki with Ellen. Shut up. And we were on the same lot, too. We were on the same. It was like right across the way. It's like, how much easier could this be for you? I hate you. When I guest hosted Ellen, Mm -hmm. RuPaul was my main guest. Oh, heaven. And when I say RuPaul is the best interviewer, no matter what, Mm -hmm. he comes to play. He, yeah. I mean, it was just such a relief. He gets it. Gets he it. Gets it. He gets totally just, gets RuPaul it. RuPaul says, this is the Matrix. Mm-hmm. We're in the Matrix. Mm-hmm. And that's becoming more and more real. It's like, if you're in the Matrix and you can decide what your reality is going to be, hmm. he's decided to have a really fun reality. Mm-hmm. That's you know? what you do. That's what you do. The last person being interviewed was Frankie Grande. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Malaysia had the activity interview with Frankie. They were making mm-hmm. pizza. And Malaysia was, she was just thrown off. She was thrown off. She wasn't Malaysia. And you would think that Malaysia and food would be a fun combo. Mm Because she looks like she knows how to cook. Right. I'm just guessing here. Yes. Yes. She kind of shut down as well. I think it got the best of her. And it's kind of like, you're a man in a dress. What's serious about this? (laughs) (laughs) It got so bad that Frankie started interviewing her. The judges even said that. (laughs) Frankie started going in. So what do you do? And it's like, you never want that. You never want Mm -hmm. the interview to become you being interviewed. It's like, no. So, you know, I think she got into her head. Here again, she stopped having fun. Yeah. She, you know, make the damn pizza. You know what I mean? You yeah. know, tell a little story about, you know, I don't, I've never made my pizza. I only ordered it from Domino's. Just do right. something. Just do right. it's not exactly. that. Exactly. It's not that serious. She didn't know? inject her personality into it. At you didn't all. get to see who she was. Uh, next was the walk and talk with Frankie Grande and Anitra. So with this interview, Anitra actually interviewed Frankie mm-hmm. and he was on the set. Mm-hmm. So he was coming out of his trailer and mm-hmm. they made it about, you know, Frankie made it about him walking and talking. He needed to get in his steps. Yeah. And so. it was a brilliant move because Frankie is a high energy person. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the walking gave them the thing that established the rapport. It made them relax. They were moving. I get that Anitra is like a kinetic person as well. <laughs> yeah. So it was like a real conversation. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. I, I enjoyed that. And, and, I enjoyed and this it is what I'm saying about understanding the subject. If you have a choice for an mm-hmm. interview, do something. I like interviews where you're doing something instead of yep. just sitting down. The last person to interview Frankie was Lucy. She had to sit down and she it was, was okay. Yeah. You know, it, she was it, she was prepared. She yeah. was high energy. She looked good, but it, it's that thing of like how genuine is this? Mhm. How genuine it, it's with Lucy, she's doing all the right things. She mm-hmm. is doing all the right things, but I'm seeing the effort. Yeah, definitely. So is that your thing of like, it was all right? You're seeing the effort? Yeah. I mean, it was okay, but, you know, I would have rather, to me, I like activities. You know, sit-down interviews are hard mm-hmm. if it's a subject that's not something that's happening of the day. Right. Or it, it's got to be a really high-powered star. But if it's just a regular, normal, you know, celebrity, do a walk and talk, you know, do cooking, do something, do an activity. But just to sit down, it's like, okay, it's 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 not your favorite thing. Do you remember Whoopi Goldberg's talk show? Yes. That was brilliant. And she interviewed everybody. And it was Mm -hmm. just her and one person in a darkened kind of like 
cozy room. She interviewed Charlton Heston. And I'm like, what's Whoopi going to have in common with Charlton Heston? And she went first into when you kiss that black woman in Soylent Green. And then Charlton Heston went, that was really controversial. And then Charlton Heston, you could see that Charlton Heston really enjoyed kissing a black woman. And you could see that Whoopi Goldberg was getting, it became really like seductive and like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I thought yeah. they were going to start making sexy. out. It, 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 was, it was sexy, but it was like, Whoopi's really good at that. Oh, about, really, really good. She's you know really, I mean? really good at that. I think it's the empathy. Anyway, we have so much more to cover. We're going to be right back right after these fascinating messages. Ow! Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. And we are back. Okay, we are at the um, workroom elimination day. Yes. We hear from Sasha about a conspiracy that she had because she knew some of the dancers, Beyonce's dancers, uh-huh. for Sasha Fierce. So uh-huh. she believes that she may have had an influence. Yes, that she thinks that maybe Beyonce saw a performance of Sasha and uh-huh. thought it was fierce. Mm. So everybody else is kind of jumping on the bandwagon like, okay, I see the possibility. Like, they want it to be true. Meanwhile, Sour Shoes, Mistress (laughs) Isabel Brooks, is in the back going, no. (laughs) No. I don't think so. She's always going to keep it real, good or bad. You know what? I love her. (laughs) There's a drag queen I work with, Jackie Beat, here in L.A. I love Jackie. Jackie, when she loves you, will Mm. just tear you apart. (laughs) You know what I mean? And that's how you know she loves you. Like, we were backstage doing the Golden Girls, and she just starts singing before the show, I can't wait till this is over so I don't have to see you anymore. And it's like, (laughs) I know that's Jackie telling me she loves me. And Mistress has that same thing. Well, you know, let's hope the beehive doesn't attack Sasha too much. I know. Uh, I think it's plausible. I think it's plausible. (laughs) They they love their bee. Also, because dancers talk. Dancers yeah. talk. Yeah, but I, I don't think. I think. You don't I think, think it's true? This was, yeah, I think it was just something that happened. Yeah. And now let's get to the runway. Okay, so we get to the main stage. The runway category is Night of a Thousand Beyonce's. RuPaul comes out in this champagne-colored strap oh, uh, strap gown beautiful. that crisscrossed in the front, kind of ruched. She does this ruching to the side, to the waist. And and what Zaldi does, her designer, is always kind of draws attention to the shape 
RuPaul is in a, in a full-length gown again with the platinum oh, wig. Under the gorgeous. lights, it almost looked like rose gold, almost like pink, and just stunning. The makeup by Raven, always on point. Gosh, if I could have my makeup done by anybody every single day, it would either be Adam Christopher or Raven. I love Adam Christopher. Yeah. I was lucky enough to get him to do my face for a few times. And he is just... Adam I mean, Christopher is a genius. He's a genius. so Shout talented. out to Adam Christopher. Love you, Adam. Our, so, our judges today were T.S. Madison and Michelle. I love seeing T.S. Madison every week. She's gotten your gig. You were the COVID judge. So you were on like every week. They got to have us back. So first out is Night of a Thousand Beyonce's Lux Noir London came out in that Bob Mackie Tina Turner dress that Beyonce wore in her tribute to Tina Turner at the Kennedy Centers. Now, Tina Turner and Cher and and Margaret all wore this dress uh, in the 70s. And RuPaul. Mm -hmm. And I did a movie with Anne Margaret. I talked to her about this dress. And I talked to RuPaul about that dress. And he has, I have three. But it's a beautiful dress. It's a body-hugging dress, and it looks like it's on fire. It's in, in a gold and red flames, and it has tails, those Bob Mackie tails that go to the floor and just show off your legs. It's a beautiful dress. If you if you look up Bob Mackie's share RuPaul dress, you're going to see this dress. Nobody does beautiful. it like Tina Turner, though. That dress, that yeah, became yeah. A, iconic because of Tina Turner, her dancing in it, the way her legs were shaped. Her legs. But, uh, Lux oh did a gosh. great job, though. She had the yeah. hair. She had Killed the it. attitude, everything. Up next, this was great. Yeah. Mistress Isabel Brooks, the 2001 Grammy Awards. Yeah. Oh, just describe this. Okay, I love so it. these are, remember, Remember when House of Darion, the mother of Beyonce, would would design Tina all Knowles. the Tina Knowles would dress all the girls for every single event and design their events. And so Mistress did this emerald green outfit with the belly button keyhole. It was like a Grammy's gown. She did it with sleeves, but instead of just looking like Beyonce, she decided to be Beyonce and Destiny's Child. She had two heads on either side of her head sticking out from behind with, that were wigged. So funny. It was so campy. And that's yeah. what I loved about it. It was glamorous. But mm-hmm. then she didn't take it so seriously. She yeah. brought in the camp. Yeah. And the judges loved this look. They and loved it. Can I say her face was beat to the gods? It's beat to the gods. Her makeup skills are undeniable. 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 It was yeah. blended well. It, she really looked good. Up next yeah. was Selena Estides. Selena Estides did the Grammy gown, a gold Grammy gown. It is the 2004 Grammy Awards. Beyonce had a huge haul that night. She had like won like five Grammys. So she did her hair like Beyonce's in that updo. And yes. she had the golden gown, a golden strapless gown. Again, with Selena as titties is what the judges have talked about is her fit isn't immaculate. What do you mean? Isabel Brooks, she proportionizes and the fit is perfect. You know? Oh, and I with Selena, the looks are great, but the finishing things... I always want to cinch her more or pull it in more or make it better fitting. Oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of ill-fitting. Well, yeah. I can tell you what wasn't ill-fitting. That face. That face was her beat. Face. Oh, my that God. Her face. That face. The hair. Everything. Yeah. It was. It looked really nice on her. And I her, love her personality. Gold. 
I love Selena's personality. She really lights up the stage. She gives you a full story. And she channels that personality into everything that she does, which is what I appreciate. And I like the camp. I like the fact the camp part was bringing out the the trophies with her. So, you know, it was was good. She did the RuPaul Chia Pet heads (laughs) spray-painted gold, which was so clever. Up next was Sasha Colby from the 2006 BET Awards. BET oh, Awards. Love so this dress. So this is like the crazy in love. That that era. Got me looking so crazy era. Mm-hmm. She has the permed blonde wig. She has the silver bandeau top and a silver mini skirt with the ruching and the kind of ornamentation at the bottom. Beautiful. Just and see, beautiful. the thing is like, Sasha, her body, you could put her in anything. And yeah. that body is just... It's gorgeous. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's gorgeous. She knows her body. She beautiful. knows. And the thing is, if you're going to pick a Beyonce look, pick a Beyonce look for your body that you can pull off. I was Beyonce for Halloween for and? the real one time. I was the pregnant Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let me be pregnant. Let Did you wear the tuxedo? <laughs> no, I wore the, I, the one where she had the pregnancy announcement. Oh, she had the gold dress. She yes. had that big gold head With butterflies. Oh, yeah. I, and I just loved it. And Fabulous. I just like anybody can be Beyonce because Beyonce has been in this business for so long. She has different eras. So right. pick the right form for your right. body and you can be Beyonce too. Yeah. And the thing is like with drag queens, you're seeing their imagination. And I feel yeah. like with trans women like Sasha, you're seeing the woman they always wanted to be. Oh. The woman of their fantasies. When she talked about being a Jehovah's Witness growing up and, and being so self-conscious, this is who she was in inside mm-hmm. and to see her kind of embody it and be celebrated it, it's freedom to me yeah, that's what it's it definitely says to me. and you see the yeah. creativity that sasha has and that's the reason why she's excelling so much because mm-hmm. she has this love of creativity she yeah. knows who she is and she has the experience too i will say that and, and all of that is very telling yes um next we have marsha 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 now i didn't know this outfit this was beyonce at a charity event it is a green gown, like an emerald green gown, with like a wrap, like a, a fur wrap, kind of like a magenta fur wrap that went around it. And I didn't like this recreation. <laughs> she, well, she she turned it into like like the the Beyonce version is very beautiful, and this one it's it's like a dark green velvet. Yeah, it didn't match. It did, which made it kind of. I think it kind of aged her. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think it was the best. I mean, you got so many other choices for Beyonce. And then you don't even go with a famous choice. You I know. know. The, the well, title, I mean, Brooklyn Charity. What? Well, well I mean, it's kind of like, remember the Madonna challenge where everybody came out as kimono Madonna? Uh-huh. She may have wanted to make a choice of something that nobody else has done. So maybe that was the thinking behind this. But I think that she, what she did was she kind of set herself up. If you're going to compare the two, she was kind of like a duller version of it. Which is why you pick something that at least people can go, oh, that was one of my favorite Beyonce moments. This was not. Yeah. So why would you? I, right. I just didn't understand that yeah, part. But the moving on, Anitra. On, on the, the run, run tour. tour. Yes, <laughs> which is a gold mini dress. It's kind of like a brocade gold mini dress with us, all this ornamentation. And it's paired with a full length royal purple gown that is trimmed in gold glitter. Anitra sold that gown. She sold that cape. 
I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I love this tour that at that time. Mm-hmm. I love Anitra. I love that she represented that. Yeah. And this is what I'm talking about, picking something that, you know, even just the purple cape, they mm-hmm. just gave it that uplift yeah. of elegance. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, it took me back to mm-hmm. that time. It was and, like, and, that the, was, and the showmanship uh, of that. Because the thing is, like, when you see Beyonce in person, I've seen her mm-hmm. in person once. I was at the BET Awards with Telma Hopkins at Ooh. Universal Studios, right? This is okay. back in the day when we were doing half and half. So I'm sitting with Telma, like I sat with you at Paramount. We were sitting outside of the entrance and everybody kind of paid homage to Telma because she's the queen bee. She's been in this business since the 60s, right? She was the first black woman. Let me see. Because she sung with Tony Orlando. She sung with Tony Orlando and she was a backup singer. She was the hush your mouth on Shaft. Yes. Yeah. Hush your mouth. We're just talking about Shaft. So everybody <laughs> said hello to her. So Beyonce walked past us. And Telma in her Telma voice said, hey. And Beyonce stopped and looked at both of us and went, hey. (laughs) And then walked in. But the acknowledgement of like, I know who you are. I'm being respectful. I'm saying hello. I was floored. She is a nice girl. Beyonce is a very woman. It just felt all Texas. It just felt like genuine Mm -hmm. Texas. Like, and I'm sitting next to Telma like, you know, oh my God. And Telma's like, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> like coming hmm. down. You know, I met Beyonce at the what was it about three years ago? It was before COVID, the um NAACP Image Awards. Yeah. And I was sitting down, her and Jay-Z come in, she's in all white. Mm. And so right as she's coming towards my wife, I go, hey Beyonce. And she looks, she's like, hey Lonnie. You know, oh, you know my name. You know my name. She knows my name. I should have worn your pants. Say my I just shot out. I shot a pain. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, and when she goes past, it's like birds. It's like a Disneyland. Yeah. It's like you smell her. She yeah. smells great. Yeah. She looks She's great. Magical. It's like she just floated. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we just love Beyonce. Yeah. So love her. to see this is just great. And to see people emulate some of her great moments is great. As we continue, Malaysia. Did a look from the 2018 Global Citizens Festival. Now, this was a black and white kind of bodice suit with knee-high, almost thigh-high black patent leather boots. She had kind of a black and white design on the bodice. And the sleeves almost looked like they had feathers jutting out of it. And Mm. she did her Beyonce hair frizzy with a top knot going up, straight up, and cascading down the sides. Malaysia Baby Doll Fox is great at assembling looks. I love this look. I love this look. And it was something that was really, really sexy and Mm -hmm. fun. And the last one that was fun was Lucy LaDuca. Lucy LaDuca did Pregnant Beyonce (laughs) at the 2011 VMAs when she sang Your Love Got Me On Top. And Beyonce did the baby bump at the end. Lucy LaDuca did a lighter version of Tuxedo. At the 2011, Beyonce had a purple tuxedo. She had a light pink tuxedo. She wasn't pregnant, though. Who? Lucy. She didn't have a baby bump. A little. She had a little tummy. She had a small tummy. I would have gone campier. I would have put like a basketball in there. Yeah. Yeah. I would have did that. Or I would have like done a huge, huge belly and then had my water break. On the oh, that. Oh, yeah. See, you would go overboard, of course. <laughs> I want to be remembered. <laughs> you going to be remembered, all right. Yeah. But the hair, stage. the hair and makeup are on point. On point. And the thing is, like, we've talked about Lucy and her issues, but I really like her. 
I really think she's talented, and I just want her, I want her to do well, but I want her to ease back a little bit. You know what? In a way, I kind of relate to Lucy when you know that you are talented. Mm -hmm. And it's not being cocky or conceited, but when you feel like you're not being respected. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what it is. And the thing that I've learned is that you can't force people to respect you. Right. You can't, and you have to you play can't. that game with them. You can't. Gotta allow them to be themselves, but you can't have a conversation with these people because they're always gonna kid you or whatever. Right. Just find another queen to partner up with and befriend them and enjoy the rest of this competition. And beyond that, it's kind of like when you bring yourself into any social situation, there's only one Lonnie Love. So you're going to do Lonnie Love the best that you can. There's only one Alec Mappa. And if I go into a room and go, he has that, she has that, he has that, he's doing this, then you're going to be miserable. You know, I saw it say that a comparison is the thief of joy. Mm, That's good. And you know what? Just show them. If you're talented, you ain't got to say it. Just show them. And if nobody else is acknowledging it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just show them. Lucy, are you listening? Just just keep showing. Lucy, are you listening? We appreciate you. Okay, so the judges give their critiques. I agreed with everybody because Mm -hmm. they basically said everything we were saying. When you weren't listening, it didn't work. And when you were listening, it worked. The challenge winner was Sasha Colby. I do want to say, before we get to that, that they really did get on Malaysia Baby Doll Fox. And Malaysia did get emotional. Yeah. Because she knows that the end is probably coming. Mm. And she's trying so hard. Yeah. And it's really hard when you're in a competition and you're trying and you know that you didn't p- prepare right. Right. And you're talented. And you're right. talented because, like, during the Daytona win, she killed in that challenge. And her yeah. looks have been amazing. So you're right. You could kind of see her heartbreak, like, oh, shoot, I might be ending this time. But this is the reason why we have the challenges. Mm-hmm. And it's like every week, you know, one day somebody's on top, the next day somebody's not. And also, we don't know what's happening really behind the scenes. We right. see a little bit through Untucked. But we're talking about the fact that these queens, they have to go back to the room, right. they're in hotels, yeah. you know, they don't have their phones. Yeah. It's a lot that is happening and it can affect your psyche. Yeah, and you don't know what's coming down the pipe. Exactly. I mean, on the reel, you had producers telling you what was going to happen every day, but at the same time, you didn't know how it was going to turn out. Right, right. You had to be able to go with whatever was happening that day. Yeah, and my thing is don't take the fun out of whatever you're doing. This is television. This is a competition. Don't take the fun out of it. And I think Malaysia started taking the fun out of it, mm. and it gets into your head. And so, you know, it eventually... Both her and Selena's S titties were at the bottom too. Yeah. Sasha Kobe won the five thousand dollar prize. This is like her third time winning. It's her third time winning. But Rue said, "I you won me over when you threw away those cards because that that was the realest moment. It was like oh, so spontaneous. It was the most enjoyable interview. Yes. So the bottom two, Selena and Malaysia, have to lip sync the song Single Ladies by Beyonce. Yeah. My favorite song. Selena did all of the choreography." And she did well, all, not all of it. She but, did most of it. Yeah. Because yeah. I could not understand. This is one of the most famous songs ever. Mm-hmm. Do the choreo <laughs> from this song. 
Just it's like it's it's a given. Yeah. It's a given. Well, they both did the choreo with uh uh oh uh uh they where the fists yeah. are pumping to, like pistons to the yeah, floor the, and they're marching the, across. The they did mm-hmm. that. They did that. But it felt like Selena was more concentrated on giving it to the performance and I could feel Malaysia in her feeling some yeah. kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times too. I'm just going to say it as a bigger person, it's hard to move when you got on heels, when you got on corsets, when you got, you know, you got to figure out something. I know. But there's some bigger girls on the show who defy gravity. Silky Nutmeg Ganache. uh, It's like she's weightless. Or even on this show, Mistress Isabel Brooks, how she's a big girl and she gets into the splits and it's, yeah. it's bananas. But it's, any, you got to yeah. prepare in yeah. some type of way. But out of that lip sync, the lip sync winner was Selena S. Titties. Mm-hmm. Sent home was Malaysia Baby Doll Fox. Her exit line was this whole competition, I've been out of breath, but now I can finally breathe. And <laughs> she had a little inhaler. That yeah, she, I she think she's going to have a lot more fun after this. I think people are going to enjoy her because her looks were just. They're beautiful. She came her up, looks are yeah. beautiful. Her her beats are like A1. Yeah, yeah. So now that the competition is, she's out of it, you know, now she can be herself and just have fun. Mm-hmm. Have fun with drag. That's the whole purpose yeah. of it is to have fun and perform. Have and fun. Not be in your head, you know. Listen, we're going to wrap this up, but still we have to go to these important messages and we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. And we're back. Listen, we talk about how much we love the queens on the show because we mean it. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. So if you're going to talk about these queens on social media, remember to tip them, show them love on their socials, give them their flowers, as Lonnie Love would say. And don't forget to tweet or DM us if you have any questions or hot takes for the queens. You can find Lonnie Love at Comic Lonnie Love on Instagram and at Lonnie Love on Twitter. And you can find me at Alec Mappa on Instagram. Thank you for following me. My numbers go up every week. Well, good. And you can listen to Squirrel Friends, the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this episode, make sure to rate and review us five stars, please. And tell everyone you've ever met. (laughs) Watch all new episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race season 15 every Friday on MTV. We'll be back next time for an all new episode of Squirrel Friends, the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. See you soon. Bye. (laughs) 
This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.